0: Live from Chicago, this is Bruce Dumont with our Beyond the Beltway analysis of national politics, featuring occasional injections of and innuendo, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public service professors, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by Michael Bauer, Brian Lambrecht, Salim Muakil, and Jennifer Nevins. Our program tonight, Coming to you tomorrow, based at the Museum of Broadcast Communications in Chicago, where our toll-free lines are open at 1-800-723-8289. That's 1-800-723-8289. If you'd like to email me a comment, it's brucedumont at museum.tv. If you want to offer me a tweet, you can go to at Dumo, at D-U-M-O. And, of course, you can join us on the World Wide Web, beyondthebeltway.com. If you ever miss this show, you can find it there. And, of course, you can join us live on our Facebook page. That's the Beyond the Beltway with Bruce Dumont Facebook page, live each and every Sunday night. Well, folks, uh, like every week I say, we've got a lot to talk about this evening. And I want to begin with uh, one of the hot topics that will continue to uh, uh, focus everybody's attention next week. And that is uh, the allegation that has been made against Brett Kavanaugh, uh, the accuser, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Blasey uh, uh, Ford of California. Uh, She has made an allegation about alleged sexual conduct uh, when they were both in high school, it's dominated the news of the last 48, 72 hours. And I want to begin by talking about with you, Michael Bauer, because you're a card-carrying Democrat. Do you think that, th- that the challenges and the allegations by Dr. Ford are going to derail Brett Kavanaugh's nomination to the Supreme Court in confirmation?
1: Well, I think the, the sad thing to me about the allegations— is frankly, I don't think either side is really interested in the truth of the situation. And, and I say that because uh, the Democrats are interested in delaying this as much as possible to run out the clock. The Republicans are interested in moving forward with this as fast as possible so, uh, so they can get Kavanaugh confirmed and onto the Supreme Court before the midterms uh, in case they lose control of the Senate. So th- the truth is fairly unimportant to each side. Uh, Jennifer Nevins, you are a card-carrying Trumpster
0: tonight. Uh, Your reaction to what's happening and Michael's uh, commentary?
2: I think that what is really sad is there is um, a middle ground and it's the truth. And I think that um, the it is very unfortunate that this has all played out the way it has. Diane Feinstein had an opportunity to bring this information um, in a timely manner to the FBI if she chose to do so back in July. She chose not to. The Brett Kavanaugh, invest- the um, hearings were going fine. He was doing very well. They threw a lot of bombs at him. He survived. When it looked like there was nothing that was going to stop him, all of a sudden, there was uh, Diane Feinstein comes up and says, I have a letter, and everything unfolded from there. I find it highly disingenuous what she is doing. Doing. It is motivated, like Michael is saying. There is a definite political agenda in mind. Yes, the Republicans have a political agenda. It is to get Donald Trump's nominee through. That is his right to have a nominee. Mm-hmm. And the Senate has uh, consent and advise, and that is what they're doing. There's nothing wrong with the Republicans wanting to push him through. Salim
0: Uwakil, I want to get your – you are a progressive. You're not a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're also a talk show host uh, in these times for over 30 years. Um what do you think about what Jennifer just said, the the, the, the lateness of Senator Feinstein's letter? Was that fair and, and is that important to you? It's political
3: maneuver, mm-hmm. no doubt. I mean, it's, it's pretty apparent. I, I don't even think the Democrats are trying to hide it, really. They, they're justifying it by saying, well, we're, you know, tit for tat. You know, you, you delayed Obama's uh, nomination and now we're doing the same. And we have a legitimate reason to do it. What's unfortunate, though, is that this political manipulation is 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 utilizing this very very um, precious and, and precarious cultural moment when when we're dealing with this whole Me Too thing and how do we deal with with uh, uh, with our new attitudes about, about women and how we treat women and, and, and all of that cultural turmoil is being exploited by this political stuff, and that's the unfortunate Brian,
0: moment. there's going to be a hearing on Thursday of this week, allegedly. There, they, there's still a few details they're working out. But let me ask you, as a, as, a, as a man of a younger generation, at least than everybody here at the table with the exception of, of Jennifer, <laughs> my question is this. Um, is your mind open that you could believe her?
4: Well, absolutely. Anybody who's got any kind of allegation to bring forward should be heard out. And that's one of the issues... Coming from a younger generation, in the past, people didn't want to come out about a lot of things and for a multitude of reasons. The problem with what's going on right now is you're seeing people with judgments, and they can't possibly have a judgment. Nobody's testified. There's no information. And just in in looking at the media the last couple days, you've got conservatives on one side that are definitely saying they believe uh, that he's innocent. There's nothing there. And even some people suggesting, I saw uh, uh, it was Dennis uh, Dennis Prager saying that even if it was true, uh, there's nothing hear it all, and he should be voted through anyway. And then the other side, you've got a campaign out there that says, we believe you, regardless of what's going on by liberals on the other side of it. But there's no way anybody can know what's going on. Jennifer, do you think everybody's mind is, is is shut,
0: as Brian has just said? No,
2: I do think it is. You know, we had, when we have mainstream Democrats, and I would say Kristen Gillibrand is considered a mainstream Democrat. When she says, I believe her, and they say, why? Jake Tapper asked her, why do you believe her? Because she's telling the truth. That's what she said, because she's telling the truth. And it's this idea that women, when they bring up a sexual assault charge, that they must not only be given a hearing, but they must be taken as telling the truth. I think that that's highly dangerous. I think that's deifying a gender I think that that's a problem. The presumption of innocence...
0: Isn't that that correctly identifying the moment we are living in right now? Yes, it is. It's
2: absolutely... So the Me Too movement is playing out in a different form in front of everyone's eyes right now.
1: Michael. You know, Jennifer, I I agree on something you said initially, (laughs) which is that Senator Feinstein screwed this up royally. When she first got the letter about Dr. Ford's allegations, um, the fact is she had the opportunity, number one... To ask Judge Kavanaugh about this when she met with him one-on-one, she had the opportunity to tell her colleagues on Senate Judiciary about this, and 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 if there was a desire to to and
0: talk to Doctor Ford and talk
1: to Doctor Ford, and if there was a desire to have the FBI investigate this, you know, all this could have done been done before the confirmation hearing. So Feinstein screwed this up royally. Whether she did it intentionally or not, who knows? You know, yeah, I don't know her intent. You know the difficulty is it's playing out now in an extremely volatile political process, right? right? Where people are using this for other political purposes is on both she, sides.
0: Is she doing it? In your view, uh, I don't know the latest polls in California. Is she doing it because maybe she's being challenged? For, she's being challenged from the left by Mister De Leon. You know, for, sure. for me to does figure she out, need, does she need to, to 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 beef up her her, progressive, her liberal pretend, progressive you know, bona fides? Possi- yeah, possibly.
1: Possibly.
2: And that very well could be the case because two weeks before she showed this letter, she took a lot of incoming fire from the progressives in California because she was apologizing for the the protesters interrupting the hearings. And they put out a big press thing about it, how she's enabling the hearings and she's giving Kavanaugh too much leeway. Right. And then lo and behold, a couple weeks later, out comes this letter and that right. she still and, has not revealed the contents. And of she it.
1: was criticized heavily for not being as forceful uh, against Kavanaugh in the confirmation hearings as perhaps uh, Kamala Harris or Cory Booker. 1-800-723-8289. eight
0: hundred seven i would be very interested in your thoughts and your beliefs on the charges are the charges to be taken seriously and if so what would you hope comes out of the hearings on thursday i'm bruce dumont back shortly from chicago thanks for joining us tonight are you planning for the day when you can retire to your dream home in palm springs california a day surrounded by spectacular scenery golf courses a rich cultural life and great dining If you are, you'll need a guide, someone who knows where to look, an experienced broker, someone who knows the desert communities of Southern California and all they have to offer. That person is Brian Beard, who's been making dreams come true for over 13 years, selling over $100 million in real estate, including celebrity and architecturally significant homes to the rich and famous, and more importantly, to people just like you. Brian's company, Caldwell Banker, has agents worldwide, but Brian Beard is your man in Palm Springs. Call Brian now at 760-799-7096. That's 760-799-7096. Or visit him online at briansellsthedesert.com. Bruce Dumont back in Chicago. uh, We just got a report that uh, Ronan Farrell uh, in the New Yorker, he is the person that is... Uh, really been uh, out in, fr- in the forefront in the investigation and the uh, investigative information about uh, Harvey Weinstein and also uh, over at CBS uh, with Mr. Moonves. Uh, supposedly, there's a story breaking literally at the moment that uh, he has another woman that's about to come forward and make an allegation against uh, uh, Judge Kavanaugh. Again, we'll try to get more of that as the program unfolds this evening. So uh, that could really just be another shoe to fall that, uh,
1: uh, that, that we're, what we're dealing with right now. Um, I, I, I will ahead. tell you that, frankly, I expect if there's a second woman that comes forth mm-hmm. who is deemed somewhat credible, yeah. Judge Kavanaugh ends up withdrawing as uh, uh, from the uh, confirmation fight. Yeah. yeah, likely.
0: Do you? Um, how big a deal is this uh, to to your callers? You have a have a talk show uh, mm-hmm. host on uh, WVON uh, Radio in Chicago. Not as again.
3: Bi- not a big as not a bigger deal as I think it should be i mean i think i think um the, the the drift of the court toward the right is extremely threatening to the civil rights um form you know firmament that that keeps african americans in in pretty in pretty good judicial shape at least um and so um i think we should be a lot more concerned about about kavanaugh and And just, you know, all of the maneuvers that are being used.
2: I think what's interesting about that is you have people who believe, as you do, that having Judge Kavanaugh on the court would pose some kind of risk to civil rights. As much as I would disagree with that or other conservatives would, there are people who believe that, like uh, Alan Dershowitz and, and Jonathan Turley and a host of other legal scholars who also say, though, hold on. Mm -hmm. What's going on here is a violation of someone's civil rights. Look what's been going on here, the proposals that have surrounded this investigation with Brett Kavanaugh, such as he not be allowed to face his accuser, such as he not be able to uh, face her in an open hearing, and so on and so forth. those are
3: political maneuvers. Right, so I I
2: think that someone could be on the left or someone mm -hmm. who's a moderate or anybody who could be concerned about the effect of Brett Kavanaugh on the court, Mm -hmm. but also look at what's going on and say, this is really frightening. When you have senators saying... Honestly, like Maisie Hirono from Hawaii, saying that when she was questioned by Jake Tapper, that doesn't he have the right, Judge Kavanaugh, have the right to the presumption of innocence? And she, honest to God, said, ladies and gentlemen, that because of his political philosophy, no, he does not. And that's a quote and that she should said send that a chill. Shut up. And as, well, see, that was my and next And that point. is, and you know what the hypocrisy of her is, is that she knowingly took campaign donations from a senator who admitted in a domestic violence assault against his partner, admitted because it. Jennifer, took, because, Jennifer, because we are in an
1: environment know where everyone says the the ends justify the means. Right. Mm-hmm. And there is less and less respect for the means Absolutely, and, and, and frankly, a, a fair process. Exactly. And that's intellectual right. honesty see, that, was, that my, my you're talking about, My
2: next point about, was
3: that uh, many of them were concerned about this simply alleging assault, sexual assault, mm-hmm. and, and, and letting... That determined the trajectory of someone's career. I mean, that, that, seems, that seems to be more of their concern than, than this whole, uh, than, than the Kavanaugh derailment and the pol- politics surrounding
4: it. And, and to talk about the ends justifying the means, there's a moveon.org video that just came out with some Hollywood celebrities in it. I know Julianne Moore was in it. A couple people saying that, you know, we believe you, we believe you from moveon.org. A website that came out in 1998, whose entire thing was we need to move on from the sexual misconduct of Bill Clinton mm. so we can move on and stop talking about That's this to get on to other point, issues. Man. That is just glaring to me. It's like any minute Hillary Clinton's gonna come out and say we need to hear what every sexual assault <laughs> uh, victim is gonna say. Well,
0: it, let, let, let me come back to you, Jennifer. <laughs> That's a good uh, point. Do you think that, um, does she deserve, <clears throat> Dr. Ford, does she deserve to be heard? I mean, you know, we've talked about mm-hmm. what appears to be a political motivation of Senator Feinstein, and I, I, I think I would agree with it. Why did she hold it? If it was important, she should have done other things with it. She's got a staff. I mean, and certainly in the privacy of either the, the meeting with, with Judge Kavanaugh or in her public uh, you know, comments and, and interrogation of him, She certainly had the ability to bring up that subject. It would have been a bombshell question to ask, and I think by bringing up a bombshell question, she could have addressed some of those left of center in California who thinks that maybe she's too old and too uh, uh, too establishment. But my question to you is you're you're the only woman at the table this evening. Mm -hmm. And by the way, we looked uh, amongst our regular uh, uh, progressive women who have been on this program uh, much of the time over the last let's say five or six months we reached out to all of them and none of them were available to join us tonight i want to make that point dan and our producer spent a lot of time this week looking for a female perspective to join us on the panel. So we're substitutes, huh? We were uh, not (laughs) substitutes. I'm just just telling you the truth for the audience in case you're asking that question. Primitive action for female. But (laughs) but my question to you is, take away the political stuff that you've articulated. Does the woman deserve to be heard?
2: And I'm going to disagree with some of the conservative friends I have. Um, I do think she does. I am a conservative woman. I am a Trump supporter. I have a lot of um, anger toward Professor Ford. But as a victim, I'll come out and say it, of actions that um, are are along the lines of what she alleges that Brett Kavanaugh does uh, or did to her, I would say that, yes, uh, she does have the right to be heard. She does not have the right to dictate where she's heard, how she's heard, and who hears her, which is what she's trying to do and her lawyers are trying to do right now. Um, she has managed to move this hearing with her attorneys to Thursday. It is tentative, and I kind of have my doubts that it's even going to take place on Thursday. Step up and say what you need to say. I do think she should be allowed to do that, but I do not think that she should be allowed. To play games, or nor should her attorney, who I think is really calling the shots here. And to be honest with you, I think this woman is being used. So yes, I think that. Do you I think can, she's honestly, milking it
3: for political advantage?
2: I think that she. We know that she scrubbed her social media accounts. We know this because we have screenshots. She's very, very much um, anti-Trump. So do I think she's being opportunistic? Do I think she's milking this? Yes. That doesn't mean with a hundred and one percent certainty I can tell you this didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I'll come out and tell you that right now. So speak your piece and say it. Name it. You don't be coy and you don't play games. I
1: have to tell you, I have a problem with this whole process on on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Because all all the Senate Judiciary Committee is is going to hear from is Dr. Ford and Judge Kavanaugh. And, And by the way, there are other people who say that they have pertinent information as to whether this did happen or did not happen. Mm -hmm. All right, if the Senate Judiciary Committee is interested in the truth, then anyone who says that they have any information. As to the reliability or lack of reliability of Dr. Ford's testimony, should also be called to testify. It should not just be the two of them. I
2: absolutely absolutely agree. I absolutely agree with you. This is kind of uncharted waters. Have we ever really had a hearing like this? You know, how are we going to make this play out? We do know that the three people that have been named by the professor there have been three of them there's a Mark Judge, there's a woman, and there's another person. There's three people she named. All three of them have issued written statements to the F. FBI, written statements that there will be a criminal penalty if they're found to be lying, have said that we do not know anything about this. Mm. So that needs to be admitted as well. But, yes, open the floor to open somebody floor. Right. who has evidence, and let's right. judge if they're credible or not. I do agree with you. And Kavanaugh she, said he'd
4: be willing to go yes. under oath. Yes, he did. Yes.
0: Well, she. Uh, but, but, but again, uh, when when the letter was written, allegedly according to everything that's been said, is that she asked that she remain anonymous. Right. Mm-hmm. So my question is, someone, more likely than not a Democratic member or staff, some or maybe John Dianne Feinstein's staff, most likely, someone decided that they were going to take this woman who wanted to be anonymous,
5: mm-hmm.
0: and they were going to put her name forward. Now, the person that did that were they interested in getting justice for a woman about something that happened 36 years ago, or were they looking at it as a political opportunity, Saleem?
3: Well, they may have been looking at it as both a political opportunity and um, a kind of uh, re- a request for her to be upfront and to be open and candid about her uh, experiences because she had she had a have, responsibility. But did
0: they have the right to make that decision? Well. N- um Does anybody at this table think that that person had a right to basically out this person and give her name and thrust her from where she was to 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 national prominence and lead to some of the things that that have been alleged that she's had to move she's been she's been threatened or fill her children her family have been threatened mm-hmm. and they will be they will be known figures however this thing turns out right. Right. They're going to be known as either this is the woman that knocked off a uh, someone on the way to the Supreme Court and she mm-hmm. will be viewed as a hero by some, by many, mm-hmm. or if she's wrong, she will be vilified and her family will suffer for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, there's I one. I mean, that's, that, yeah.
0: that, that, that's a big load for a third person that we don't know to put on another human being.
2: And that's what, the, what is so political about this. There's one person that has the right to tell her story and that is Professor Ford. Mm-hmm. She has the right, she owns her story, whether it's truth or whether it's fiction, she has the right to speak it. it's not anybody else's. And it is a bare-naked political ploy at this point. I'm sorry I come to that conclusion because of how this thing has unfolded.
3: Well it is a political ploy, but it is, at the same time it's, it's, it's a demand for, for some sort of accountability um, to the nation, I mean, we, we, here we sit. This is a guy who, this is a guy who have a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court, and if he has this kind of blemish in, to, to, in his character, it's her responsibility to re, to reveal. It's it. Also, there's their also, responsibility
2: to prove it.
0: Yeah, there's also a uh, there's also a situation where some Democrats have suggested that if he is if he's successful, Senator Whitehouse from Rhode Island has said that he would begin. Uh, uh, impeachment hearings right. or uh, looking right. into that as well 1-800-723-8029 we have lit up the lights from st louis to sacramento and we'll hear from them when we roll on from chicago i'm bruce dumont thank you very much for joining us tonight
5: everyone loves vacationing in florida so why not experience it as it was meant to be Where turquoise gulf waters meet tranquil island beaches. Feel the powder-soft sand between your toes. Revel in a glorious island sunset. Shop the boutiques of a seaside village. Ride horseback along tranquil waters. This is Bradenton, Anna Maria Island, Longboat Key. Real, authentic Florida. Where you can discover an intimate downtown and sip cappuccino at a sidewalk cafe catch fresh fish for dinner even tour a working winery just minutes from all the rest florida has to offer bradenton anna maria island longboat key plan your visit online at bradentongulfislands.com that's bradentongulfislands.com
0: Bruce Dumont back in Chicago. I want to uh, mention that uh, a report may uh, be breaking any moment. Uh, this is according to the Drudge Report. Insiders claim Ronan Farrow and Jane Meyer are set to report a late twist in the Brett Kavanaugh uh, confirmation. The New Yorker will publish an account of a new woman and a dildo. She is never Trump, says a source. But best friends will say she never told me. Developing. So again, uh, we're getting pretty uh, specific in this. Oh but again, but again, you know, we we live in a world where tweets and social media and tweets even from the president of the United States can change the national discussion immediately. And again, what we can say is that. Uh, thus far, uh, Ronan Farrell and Jane Meyer, at, at least in their reporting, uh, as it relates to uh, Harvey Weinstein and also to Les Moonves, uh, they have a track record of accuracy. They've driven yes. two of the major uh, media people in the, in, in the world uh, out of a job and in, and in disgrace. So I am reporting to you this as it unfolds. You know, someone just uh, a couple of weeks ago said to me, uh, they were longtime listeners of the show, and they reminded me that at the beginning of my program, I always use the term uh, featuring occasional uh, uh, injections of rumor and innuendo, which was a very important part of this program in the early days of the show, and they said, well, Whatever happened to that? Well, I am now identifying this is coming from, again, uh, one of the leaders uh, in the social media movement, and that's Matt Drudge. But, again, I'm bringing you up to date, uh, and, and this, is, this is evolving as we speak live tonight on Beyond the Beltway. Let's go to Brett listening to us in Knoxville, Tennessee on WNOX. Go ahead. You're on the air, Brett. Hello? Brett. Brett, are you there? Let's try Krista online, too, from St. Louis. Are you there? Hi, Bruce. Yes, go ahead.
6: Uh, I want to preface this first by saying that I have my own experience with being a victim, of uh, this okay. type of thing. Yes. So it's heartbreaking to see when a woman comes forward and we have to doubt the authenticity of her claim. But it's kind of uncanny, the similarity between this and what happened with Justice Thomas. Uh, And it gives you pause, and it's starting to seem like a type of political ploy that that the liberals deploy time after time again uh, when it's an extremely conservative uh, person going up for either uh, an office or, you know, Mm -hmm. Supreme Court, that type of thing. So I hope that these claims are true just because they've been
2: made, but it's sad that we have to doubt them.
0: Okay. Jennifer, you have a comment?
2: Um, I absolutely think that there is, um, like you mentioned, um, we saw this show with Clarence Thomas. Um, The difference there was that the FBI did have cause to investigate because both of those individuals, Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill, were employees, adult employees of the federal government. And here we have no such situation, and the FBI has no way that they can investigate. So we are at an impasse. And uh, and uh, Judge Fords or a Professor Fords' lawyer knows this, but it doesn't stop them from asking for an FBI investigation when there cannot be an FBI investigation. But this doesn't
1: just happen with, cons- with every conservative nominee to the Supreme Court. I mean, keep in mind— uh, Alito got through, Scalia got through, there was, you know Gorsuch got through. There were no allegations. with but this shifts with, with the balance.
2: This shifts the balance of the court. Yeah. So it's and much I more think political. There, I yes, understand. there's more. There's more at stake here. Yeah. I think.
0: I want to uh, thank you very much, uh, Christopher, for your call. Mm-hmm. I want to ask another uh, political and optic question, and that is obviously uh, the Grassley and the committee. They have talked about having. Uh, an attorney, a counsel, uh, who is female, uh, interrogating uh, Dr. Ford, is—is is that a must? Does anybody think that at this moment, that's almost a must? Now, again, uh, the lawyers for uh, Dr. Ford have said, "No, let's have the 11 men on the on the." Uh, uh, on the Judiciary Committee, asked the questions. You're, you're nodding your head. Is this, is this just one of those things that it's, it's, it's so
3: it's almost humorous, you know, that it's, it's being so politically employed, or all, all of these cultural issues? Um, I think it is really a must that there be a female somewhere in, in the interrogation process because it's just too the optics are just too stark. Right. And 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 and, it, and it's absolutely necessary, but but at the same time, it would, re, would reduce the anger that many people would feel.
1: You know, Rachel Maddow this week, uh, on one of her shows this past week, uh, spent fifteen minutes replaying Joe Biden's interrogation of Anita Hill, mm. and it was devastating watching this. And 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 I, a lot of people had the same reaction I did watching this. There goes Biden's presidential hopes in yep. twenty twenty mm. going up in smoke. Wa- watching this, mm-hmm. so I think. Salim is absolutely right. The optics of just having Republican male senators questioning Dr. Ford is going to look really, really bad. They're going to want to have a, a, a woman on the Republican side questioning Dr. Ford.
6: Sure.
4: It's an intimidation factor, too, and that's part of the optics. Whether the intimidation factor affects her or not or anybody else involved, that's what it looks like, and that's right. what people are going to – they're going to perceive that from her as well, which is yeah, I avoid. mean, How
0: about – I'm going to ask you this question. How about if the Republican senator that asks the questions to both sides is Jeff Flake? You don't like Jeff Lake. Think about that.
2: Think, think about that. No, not a fan. Go no. ahead. Well, let, let's, um,
0: let's role play this because, I mean, I think everyone agrees that, you know, in an ideal world, maybe it's a good idea to have a female attorney interrogate both sides. By the, I'm not suggesting that the, the female uh, attorney only interrogates Dr. Ford. I want the female attorney to interrogate Brett Kavanaugh as well but but if if dr ford's if dr ford's team legal team think that that's a gotcha moment and that's something else that Charles Grassley might give on, would putting probably the most anti trump person on the panel to ask the questions, does that make sense
2: um Uh, Let me speak to Jeff Flake. Um, It's no secret that I despise the man with the heat of a thousand sons. Yes, he is. is, (laughs) um, The devil incarnate. Yes, his last name befits him, and I I can't stand him. However, he is not running for re-election. I think that's what the value here with him would be. I will say that he's already said, though, that the hearing should take place Monday, and then we need to just pull the plug on this whole thing. And he's signaled that he is in Brett Kavanaugh's corner. So I don't know what value, if that would calm the Democrats' nerves down or not by having him do the talking. I think what might be, his hatred of Trump aside, he does have a legacy he wants to protect. And when all of your Republican colleagues are in favor of Brett Kavanaugh, Shibuya. I don't think that that's really going to make a lot of, like I said, right. be much of a sop to the Democrats. What I think might do be a better idea is if you had a moderate like Susan Collins um, come forward, and be given the opportunity to do the questioning. Um, I think that might placate people a little more if she were to do it. You
1: know, I, I, I just want to tell you, if this hearing actually happens on Thursday, and I say if, right. I think at the conclusion of the hearing, it will be a very sad day for this country. Because, frankly, I don't think anyone's going to walk away from this hearing having their opinions changed, because so much of this is, is based on ideology and not on the on on who do you really believe um and and i think we're going to still be at each other's throats you know i want to disagree with that i do i
2: disagree a little bit with you michael and you know i think might actually end up caving one of the republicans if not more than one republican because we have somebody by the name of chuck grassley who actually tweeted out that he feels like he's playing second trombone to chuck schumer what in the (laughs) <laughs> H-double hockey sticks is that This man comes out You're the one running the show, Grassley, not Schumer But he says, well, I feel like I uh, keep giving these delays We have Republicans This is why I don't identify with Republicans anymore Even though I end up going in the voting booth for them Because it's the, you know what I need to do Most of the time Except in the case of Bruce Rauner, but I digress Anyway, when it comes to <laughs> I had to get that in there When it comes to Chuck go. Grassley Again, what they are going to do They run scared they run scared. They're afraid of being labeled anti-woman. They misjudge where the vast uh, swath of the American people are, and they're trying to. They're afraid of their own shadows. So if there's going to be any caving, it will not be on the Democrat side. Maybe Joe Manchin aside, but I think he was always going to be a vote for Brett Kavanaugh. That, this, I think that it's going to come. They're going to be able to peel off a couple Republicans. That is my fear.
3: That's why it's such a brilliant um, political move by the Democrats. Yes, they, it is. They've enlisted this cultural yes. moment for their benefit, and, um, and, and there are many who say, why not? Why not?
0: I think uh, that I, I would agree with Jennifer. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that Republicans are more oh. likely to peel away the Democrats are will be lockstep, Absolutely. because the Democrats pay, play politics better than Republicans. Oh, that's the truth. Historically, oh, I think. Well, you see, yeah. I disagree with that. I think I say, as well. the Republicans
1: play politics much, much better. better than the much Democrats. Better. Oh no, they and, do and, not. And the Democrats are not, not when it comes to comfort.
0: party discipline. Not when a, there is there isn't there of the ten Democrats on that committee, there isn't anyone one. That has any that has any chance at all. If if uh, if Dr. Ford came in on, on on Thursday and made her allegations and said, "Oh, by the way, I happen to know that Brett Kavanaugh, you know, uh, you know, has a cure for breast cancer," there isn't a Democrat that will vote for Brett Kavanaugh. Not one. Now, are there a couple? You know, Flake. I mean, Flake could go. Uh, uh, Lindsey Graham can go. I mean, there, and, and even, you know, Grassley could go. I mean, Grassley is, he's, he's, he's played a key role here. And, you know, I, I still think that uh, that he can be rolled. I want to hear from you. Well, we do have to pause. We also have Sacramento on the line. We'll hear from them. one 800 723 Weigh in on the big testimony that's coming up Thursday. What do you think? Not only what do you think of the politics of it, But what do you think about a woman 36 years later deciding that she's going to step up and cry foul? Back shortly.
7: Are you headed to Los Angeles looking for the ideal place for you and your family to relax and enjoy yourselves? A place that combines a four-diamond hotel experience with a convenient location? It's the Hilton Los Angeles Universal City. Just steps away from Universal Studios Hollywood, CityWalk, and NBC Studios. Just a short ride to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, TCL Chinese Theater, Warner Brothers, and other popular attractions. Enjoy spacious rooms offering breathtaking views and a world-class Las Vegas-style seafood and prime rib buffet every weekend and holidays. Share family fun and enjoy the oasis of the palm tree lined pool and whirlpool. Relax in your own private poolside cabana with a cocktail or snack at your fingertips. Book your reservation today at HiltonUniversal.com or call 1-800-774-1500. The Hilton Los Angeles Universal City at HiltonUniversal.com. They let you be the star in Hollywood.
0: Stumont, back. Uh, we've got a quite a uh, barn burner going here. Let's go to Terry, listening to us in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. He's listening on the internet. Go ahead, Terry.
8: Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I wanted to disagree with you about peeling off votes because if I think um, Donnelly, High Camp, and Magid, if they vote against Kavanaugh, they have guaranteed that they will lose their elections. And I don't think the Democrats even want to vote before the election. Mm. Because I think there's three or four Republicans, you know, this this will be the crucial call. I don't think Donnelly can win in Indiana anyway. But if he votes against Kavanaugh, I, there, there's no chance.
1: Okay, Terry, can I ask you, are you a Democrat, Republican, or Independent?
8: I consider myself an Independent. I will, you know... <laughs> In most of the elections in our county, they're not, there's no, uh, only one candidate.
0: So okay. it just, Terry, let me ask you the big question. I voted, that, I voted okay. for
8: Johnson in the last election.
0: Let me ask you this question. as a libertarian. What does she have to say on Thursday for you to believe her, or do you already believe her?
8: I just. I don't know, and, and, and I, I really can't say. Um, I think I need more corrobor- corroboration. I need something. I mean, they have to at least be put at the same place. That would be the first thing. Can she name a place and a time? That would be very important to me.
0: Jennifer, do you, do you think, uh, and again, this gets, this gets into the he said, she said, but again, there are some uh, psychologists that have opined that the fact that she did not come forward for 36 years reinforces just the, the, uh, the guilt, the shame, whatever the word is, that she repressed all this, and that the, the success of the Me Too movement has opened up in the minds of perhaps Dr. Ford and maybe thousands or maybe even more women around the United States who've had a similar experience a long time ago, and it was repressed, and now and they've been dealing with that for umpteen years, and that this is a moment, a cleansing moment, for Dr. Ford and potentially for women. Do you, do you buy that? I mean, I, I, you mentioned yourself that you were yes. a victim at some yes. point. I don't know whether you have other friends that have had similar experiences, but can can you speak just to that part of the, of the story?
2: I do think that I'm going to disagree with something that Trump said, actually, about this. Um, he had made the comment a couple of days ago that if this had happened, she would have gone to the police or she would have told her parents. Yeah. I don't believe that that's true because in my case, I didn't. Um, because it just i didn't there was reasons why i didn't um, i didn't repress it i just kept it to myself for whatever reason so i don't i do think that there is validity in the fact that she could have repressed this or chosen to keep this quiet until such time um, so that is not my problem with her i i don't go out on that limb and say that means that what she's saying isn't true because she didn't tell anybody What I look for is I look for the corroboration, like this gentleman was talking about, and I look for things like what could be a possible motivation, such as she did scrub her social media account, which was uniformly anti-Trump. So I do not um, dismiss her point of view or her allegations. But that's
0: covering her political tracks. It isn't Mm -hmm. necessarily covering the tracks of the allegation, though, is it? You said she scrubbed her account, Uh, unless that account included... a description of what happened to her 36 years ago. She scrubbed it because she's written some anti-Trump things.
2: Right. Um, It just makes me feel like she was doing that so that her story seems more credible and that she doesn't have a bad motivation.
0: That's the point. Let's go to Rick in Nashville, Tennessee, listening to us on WNOX. I understand you're a former detective, Rick.
9: Yes. Uh, Like I was telling your, your screener there, um, we would get a lot of cases where people would come forth not just on sexual crimes but just all kinds of crimes, alleged crimes where they would make an accusation but had no no evidence I mean uh, no witnesses, no tangible evidence no 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 uh, just nothing but their word and uh, for the longest time up until O j Simpson uh, you could not put a person or, could not arrest a person just on the word of another person one other person after oj simpson we had domestic violence we made it where a woman could could say or a man could say that somebody in the household did this to them and that would be domestic violence and that was there you could make an arrest on one person's uh, uh testimony however this is not the case because she's at a party he's not he's he's alleging that he was an acquaintance, so if you don't have that husband-wife relationship or boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. Domestic violence only applies to a member of a household. So that's totally out. So th- I don't see how she has a, really anything credible to bring to the table. She can reiterate her story. Either she was so intoxicated, she honestly, and I find it incredulous, she doesn't un- realize, can't remember where she was at, when it happened, for some of the other uh, indicators, but yet she knows it was this Judge Kavanaugh that did it to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's selective memory. Generally, if a person has something that's that traumatic happens in their life, um, you're you're going to remember at least where it happened. I mean. Well, know, unless uh, they were using drugs or something else, you know, I don't know. Rick,
0: I, I wanna, I wanna, you, you, you bring up a subject that, again, perhaps there are women listening to the broadcast this evening that can speak just to that point because I think that is, that's one of the things that a lot of people can't quite put their hands around, and that is uh, if this happened 36 years ago, at some point in 36 years, did you not tell anyone? And again, there's a lot of people, and I will say probably many of them who are men, who can't comprehend that. So if we have any women listening to the program this evening who've had that experience, uh, I think there are some men, including this one and people around the table, and I think people even listening to the broadcast uh, that maybe need at least to hear A first-person perspective. So uh, I offer that. You have the anonymity of uh, being a guest uh, via phone this evening. But by the way, when we come back, we're not going to spend the entire next hour talking about this subject because Rod Rosenstein, the assistant attorney general, he has himself in hot water, as does his boss. And we're going to talk about that and the ramifications of someone allegedly thinking of uh, wiretapping the president.
10: Hard enough, go off the beaten track far enough, you'll find an America teeming with the unusual, the odd, the downright strange. I'm Will Klinger, and I'm your guide on a package tour we like to call Wild Travels. Join us on our weekly road trip to see America's most offbeat and unusual attractions. Wild Travels, available on your local PBS station.
11: Or it darn well should be. Live Live from from Chicago, Chicago. it's Saturday It's Saturday Night Live the experience for the first time ever get an inside look at the making of snl critics nationwide are raving over 500 artifacts direct from the show be a part of wayne's weekend update and so much more experience all it takes to put the show together now at the museum of broadcast communications at 360 north state street in chicago for tickets visit museum.tv
5: Everyone loves vacationing in Florida. So why not experience it as it was meant to be? Where turquoise gulf waters meet tranquil island beaches. Feel the powder-soft sand between your toes. Revel in a glorious island sunset. Shop the boutiques of a seaside village. Ride horseback along tranquil waters. This is Bradenton, Anna Maria Island, Longboat Key. Real, authentic Florida, where you can discover an intimate downtown and sit cappuccino at a sidewalk cafe, catch fresh fish for dinner, even tour a working winery. Just minutes from all the rest Florida has to offer. Bradenton, Anna Maria Island, Longboat Key. Plan your visit online at BradentonGulfIslands.com. That's BradentonGulfIslands.com.
7: Are you headed to Los Angeles looking for the ideal place for you and your family to relax and enjoy yourselves? A place that combines a four-diamond hotel experience with a convenient location? It's the Hilton Los Angeles Universal City. Just steps away from Universal Studios Hollywood, CityWalk, and NBC Studios. Just a short ride to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, TCL Chinese Theater, Warner Brothers, and other popular attractions. Enjoy spacious rooms offering breathtaking views and a world-class Las Vegas-style seafood and prime rib buffet every weekend and holidays. Share family fun and enjoy the oasis of the palm tree-lined pool and whirlpool. Relax in your own private poolside cabana with a cocktail or snack at your fingertips. Book your reservation today at HiltonUniversal.com or call 1-800-774-1500. The Hilton Los Angeles Universal City at HiltonUniversal.com. They let you be the star in Hollywood.
1: Ronan Farrow and Jane Meyer are writing in The New Yorker. As Senate Republicans press for a swift vote to confirm Brett Kavanaugh, President Trump's nominee to the Supreme Court, Senate Democrats are investigating a new allegation of sexual misconduct against Kavanaugh. The claim dates to the 1983-84 academic school year when Kavanaugh was a freshman at Yale University. The office of at least four Democratic senators have received information about this allegation, and at least two have begun investigating it. Senior Republican staffers also learned of the allegation last week, and in conversations with The New Yorker, Expressed concern about its potential impact on Kavanaugh's nomination. Soon after, Senate Republicans issued renewed calls to accelerate the timing of a committee vote. The Democratic Senate officers reviewing the allegations believe they merit further investigation.
0: Okay, that's, that's late news. We got, by the way, I, I received a tweet, and this is what uh, B.C. wrote. Uh, I think if the Democrats can do this to the Boy Scout Kavanaugh, they will uh, they will. What, what can they do to the next person nominated for by SCOTUS? I think it's their court. Well, Does everybody it, agree with that? That I mean, this is yeah. what he yeah. says. He, he he says they meaning the Democrats yeah. think it's their court.
2: Well, they do. No. You know, one of the things that Democrats do really well that I have to give them credit for is when they are not in power, they act like they are. And you would think, just like Grassley admitted, it's not the Republicans really running the show, it's the Democrats. And so we're going to see more allegations come out now, and now the whole thing is going to be thrown into chaos. And I really want to know what the end game is here. Because let's say Kavanaugh is out. He resigns. He says, forget this. His family can't take it anymore. He leaves. And Trump... nominate somebody else, and let's say the Democrats don't take... Who would accept the nomination? No, First of all, nobody would. Second of all, they're going to do the same thing to that nominee even if she is a woman. So I think the Democrats are holding out hope that they're going to take the Senate. I think they might take the House. I don't think they're going to take the Senate. But let's say they do not take the Senate. This is going to keep playing out over and over again. If they do take the Senate, Trump, this is going to happen over and over again because Trump never will nominate a liberal. He might... Uh, nominate somebody who is sort of a moderate or is playing coy i won 't answer the questions, but he is never going to nominate a liberal, so we are going to see this play out over and over the, well the and Democrats, over again. the
3: Democrats are simply riding a cultural moment right now, yes, they realize they that um, this, this misogyny that 's been so deeply in, embedded in, into our culture is now being challenged, and so there 's there's room. For, for these kinds of unfounded allegations to have some currency and they're milking it for all they can and, and they think that they have a right to and do that. And people's
2: lives if he is innocent, people's lives are being destroyed and it is really has Salem Massachusetts written all over it and I think what's really sad to me is the idea that men like men shouldn't be questioning this woman we're hearing a lot of that we're having senators say that men uh, another golden oldie from uh, Maisie uh, Hirono is that uh, men need to sit down and shut up
3: you know what? I don't, I, don't really... ge- I don't generally agree with those views that you uh, that you tend to profess. Uh, Th-
2: that that but, she's but, saying? Uh, that's what no, she's but, saying. But the
3: Salem witch trial is, I well, think, a good yeah. analogy. But when I think we're in that moral panic stage right now. That's
2: right. And when you're in moral panic, it, it breeds unintended yeah, I or think intended so. consequences. I think you're right. But I see a real dangerous thread of men, and I've heard the word old white men thrown around a lot. Ooh, old white men. Um, that we hear they that don't a lot. have. Yes, we have. Michael and I hear that a we lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it, yes. it is and that old white man, by the way, encompasses uh, Republican and Democrat men, yes, yes. that somehow men have no right to, to weigh in because they don't have a uterus. Well, I it's think not, it's a bunch of crap. It, it's I really not that, do.
1: That, that men don't have a right to weigh in, but uh, I would urge you, if you have an opportunity to go back and watch Senator Biden mm. you know, examining Anita Hill in 1991. Mm-hmm. It is so offensive. It is yeah. so demeaning.
2: And he said he wouldn't do the same, and he it, said it, 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 he wouldn't well, do the same thing. But we but, have but, patriarchal
3: yeah. assumptions that are yeah, deeply sure. in, embedded in our yeah. culture that we don't even realize. By the like, way, yeah. I, I,
0: I, mean, I, I think that uh, disqualified Biden for a lot of stuff. I certainly agree. I think it disqualifies him for 2020, because if you listen to that tape, and I recall that, that interrogation, if you, do, if you look at it in, in this cultural context, I don't think Biden has a chance. But will well, we'll it disqualify
1: election. him for 2024? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think the man upstairs will disqualify
0: <laughs> him for that. Let's go to Cliff, listening to us in Elk Grove, California on KTKZ. Nice to hear from you tonight. Go ahead, Cliff. Uh, I personally
12: am aware of it. The, um, we're, about, we're not talking about the we're talking about the trained psychologist. People forget that if we have people that we send over to you, just diplomats, who trains them to take polygraph tests and pass them? And Leah's a psychologist. This is a woman who also contends that she has had problems all the time getting along with the sex. Doesn't that suggest that as a psychologist, should have become aware of her and dealt with them to the extent where she would have a decent life. It is hard for me to believe that you could be trained at USC and other fine educational institutions and not have come to grips with the fact that there was a problem in her body.
0: Okay, Cliff. Unless, Cliff, uh, let me let me let me stop you just for a second. We're we're having a real bad connection with this call, but I think I was able to get the question. Let me let me sort of repeat it, and let's go around the table. I'll start with uh, Brian Lambrick. Uh, the point that Cliff is making is that this woman, Dr. Ford, is a professional psychologist, so she has been dealing with clients for umpteen years, and the point is that at some point in thirty-six years. She might have gotten some help to deal with her own problems and traumatic moments brought on by the incident, alleged incident in high school.
4: How would that change anything, uh, uh, though, now? She she still needs to be heard, and she still has a right to talk about it and and to bring it out. Uh, And, and again, we still don't know the the specifics on it. What Um, about the
0: polygraph question? What about a, a person? Uh, in other words. You mean legally or politically? Legally, well, it, it doesn't, lega- legally hold, it up, doesn't but, hold up. Yeah. But I mean, she said that she took a polygraph mm-hmm. test. At least that was in was the. Was she trying story. to find.
4: Was that research for herself? Like, is she trying to see what she could remember or what she was. You know, what, I mean, was that part of her process of. of it was part of the process
0: it? of proving that she was telling the truth, okay. at least according to the Washington Post.
4: Because, I mean, at sure. the same time, it sounded like uh, with everybody else not knowing what was going on, it sounded like she had to work through a lot of that herself yeah. to, you know, to remember sure. specific details.
0: Salim, what about it? Um, the fact that she's a psychologist, does that have any bearing on this story one way or the other? I don't think so.
4: I don't I, think so either. I
3: think it's just, I, I, The only bearing, I think, is a, is a part of the kind of anti-intellectual um, attitude that a lot of Trump supporters have in, in denouncing her. That's a, part of their, that's a part of their arsenal of denunciation, that she's, she's uh, you know credentialed and, and, an, and an intellectual. But
4: it shouldn't matter less if she was a, a cab driver. No, I agree, driver. I agree. It, it shouldn't it. matter.
0: I, well, you got to watch those Uber drivers, though. <laughs> uh, 1-800-723-829. we have got Meridian, Idaho in Sacramento, California. They're standing on the line, so we'll be heading west when we come back from Chicago. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, good, uh, good discussion this evening. Thank you very much for keeping it on a high level. Are you planning for the day when you can retire to your dream home in Palm Springs, California? A day surrounded by spectacular scenery, golf courses, a rich cultural life, and great dining? If you are, you'll need a guide, someone who knows where to look, an experienced broker, someone who knows the desert communities of Southern California and all they have to offer. That person is Brian Beard, who's been making dreams come true for over 13 years, selling over $100 million in real estate, including celebrity and architecturally significant homes to the rich and famous, and more importantly, to people just like you. Brian's company, Caldwell Banker, has agents worldwide, but Brian Beard is your man in Palm Springs. Call Brian now at 760 760- 799 7096. That's 760 799 7096. Or visit him online at Brian Sells the Desert.com. <laughs> Bruce Dumont back. thanks very much for joining us. Let's go to Ron in Sacramento, California, also listening to us on KTZ, blowtorch from uh, the great uh, state capital. Go ahead.
13: Hi. hi. Uh, yes. Um, okay, we got the Vegas. Of, of vague storylines from Ford uh, and, and, and such ridiculous demands from Katz, the lawyer, that, that Kavanaugh not be in the room when Alice in Wonderland makes an appearance. And, no, the whole thing is, is an orchestrated political stunt from the power-hungry left that are out of power and, 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 you know, obsessed with retaking power but demonstrating that they're totally unfit for power. It's obvious. And Soros is involved, and obviously Obama and Valerie Jarrett are in the bunker. They're involved. It reminds me of the stupid uh, steel document. It's contrived, hokey, transparent, and, and, and full of beans.
0: It's barnyard hokum. Ron, different subject, but I want to ask you because it'll be a segue to uh, our, our next conversation. Uh, Ron, a, a, the New York Times has alleged... That uh, Rod Rosenstein, the assistant attorney general, uh, considered uh, 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 wiring himself in a conversation with the president of the United States because allegedly, according to this story, he had had conversations and concerns for himself uh, that the president uh, might need to be removed from office and that the 25th Amendment would have uh, uh, have to be exercised. Now, the president spends an awful lot, and by the way, he has denied that story in the New York Times. The president has repeatedly said that the New York Times is a dying paper. So he doesn't like the New York Times, yet a story appears in the New York Times that Rod Rosenstein denies. Who do you believe, the New York Times or Rod Rosenstein?
13: Uh, well, I, I believe that that that's tale is true. The Rosenstein dislikes the president and uh, I think he's totally disloyal along with a number of those others and they should all walk the plank, resign or be fired. Don't play footsie with them. Just, okay. just resign. Yeah, yeah. Okay, out. good. Listen,
0: thanks very much for your call. I want to get everybody's response. We'll start with you, Michael Bauer. Okay. Given all the the this, you know the, the facts and the denials that I've just placed on the about table. But Rod Rosen thing. What what, what what
1: what happens? Um first of all I assume the New York Times story is probably reliable. Um, 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 what happens in the short term is that uh, the president does nothing, because I think the president taking any action against the deputy attorney general will just uh, have a backfire reaction in the midterms. But I, I think our last caller raised a very interesting issue in my mind, which is should Judge Kavanaugh withdraw his, his name? How does that impact the terms? Mm-hmm. Will there be? Will there also be this feeling that he got a raw deal and then get a fair hearing? And will that help? Uh, will that help Turn the out. Republican turnout? You're Republican strategist there. Well, you know, and, and, you know mm. I don't know how... I, I don't think anyone knows how this is going to play, but we're, we're six weeks before the midterms. Yeah. Jennifer. That's
2: an interesting point, because yes. if Kavanaugh removes himself from the frame, you could say that might depress Democrat turnout, because they don't feel like they have to crusade around that issue right. anymore. Right. So I think that this... We don't know how that's going to play out. We know right. it's a political... I believe it's a political maneuver by the Dems, and it may, if they force him out... I think they actually want Kavanaugh to stay where he is. I think that they would not necessarily view that as a victory for him to bow out this early. I think they want the spectacle to continue. Yes. So if he removes himself from the frame, I think that it is going to embolden Republicans, they're going to be pissed off, and then the Democrats may not feel quite as motivated to show up. Yeah, I think uh, I would be a move.
3: No, I, I think I think Rosenstein was was probably joking around a little bit and um, He doesn't look like a guy who jokes around uh, very much. You know, he, he <laughs> has that kind of a uh, 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 nerdy more than humor but um i, I think I, I think what's happening is, is that well bob woodwood i mean look, look at the information that's coming out about donald trump he's a dangerous toddler in the co- cockpit no. of the world i mean that's that's the word that's coming out and so i don't think that what rosenstein is talking about is that far of a jump from from these other reports really. don't you
0: think that the, that rod rosenstein uh, probably at least, if you were to make a list of who wrote the the inside uh, essay, that Rod Rosenstein probably should be on that short list. He probably should be on the list.
3: Should he be on that I'll list those as well, Brian?
4: I don't think it's a short list. I think there'd be a lot of people on there that w- that that would be applicable. And right. the same thing is, you know, to think that Rosenstein would be the only guy that would want to wear a wire. How many people would not want to do that? Didn't we just have a a, um, a woman just only a, a few weeks ago? Actually, it was last time we were here. Uh, uh, that was going to uh, drop some bombs on, uh, on the Trump administration, and specifically the men in the White House. Yeah. and I, I can't think of Olm- the name, but... Omarosa. Omarosa. Yes. Yeah,
2: and, and I would like to point out, since we're talking about people who have it in for Trump, there are a whole bunch of them. I know somebody who works in the administration who is a Trump appointee. There is a gulf, a huge chasm between Trump appointees and people who are career politicians, people who are holdovers from other administrations, or you're just a garden variety establishment, establishmentarians who Trump was always opposing... Anyway, so, yes, I do believe um, that there are a lot of people um, that want to wear a wire and could have written that um, anonymous op-ed. But that doesn't mean that that makes Donald Trump this dangerous figure. These are people who have it in for him. Okay.
0: I, you know, I, I want to I just sort of you know, weigh in on your uh, assessment, which I think is sort of a good one, is, and that is maybe the goal here – this wasn't the goal from the beginning. This is now uh, a, a restated new goal. And I'm thinking this is the way the President of the United States could think about this, okay? Kavanaugh has been charged, okay? This whole week between now and, 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 uh, and Thursday is going to all be about Dr. Ford or it's going to be about the new woman who allegedly is going to come out with, with Ronan Farrow's name associated with it. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of a, he's a hot guy in journalism these days. So that's going to be another story. You're going to have two stories that are unfolding, And I can see that for the good of his family, Judge Kavanaugh thinks twice about whether he wants to be on the Supreme Court. But the President of the United States and his strategists, and whether he's listening to Steve Bannon or not, I don't know. Maybe they take private calls in the middle of the night. But for him to fall on his sword and withdraw on the eve or within a couple of weeks of the midterms, I can see that he become he turned he turns into a political figure like Robert Bork mm-hmm. and every republican even even republicans who may not like Donald Trump they will think my god this guy was railroaded this guy this guy has been savagely beaten up by democrats and they go and it it turns out that it increases Republican turnout. What, yes. what happens? I think, that's a, I think that's a good way of, of yes. analyzing. I think that's a good point.
4: What's going to happen if then he does withdraw and then Trump has another nom- nominee lined up and the same process starts again? Won't do do that, that. won't happen won't do, in time. I don't think won't, they can. Won't,
0: won't, won't do that in time for the, uh, uh, so, for the
11: midterms. So here you
1: have the majority leader, Mitch McConnell. And, and, and think about I think Mitch McConnell is the single savviest... Senator in the United States Senate, no one matches Mitch yeah. McConnell and how, how clever and, and wily he is. He's got to be sitting there thinking, am I better off going into the midterms with Kavanaugh becoming a martyr and withdrawing quickly or, or going through a Thursday? Right. And, and my guess is McConnell's going to say, I'd rather him become a martyr and, and, and go out and, and yeah. this is the way we're going to maintain a majority in the, in the uh, Senate. Yeah. The,
0: one thing, the one thing that Mitch McConnell will not want, and I agree with you, uh, he's crazy like a fox. The one thing that he does not want is he does not want to move forward with a vote and lose the vote. Right. So if right. he loses a Jeff Flake or he loses one of the women or somebody else, somebody else caves like we talked about, that there could be Republicans that cave under this pressure, uh, he doesn't want that either. He, he would rather have... Cavanaugh uh, withdraw fall, fall on his sword, and again have an issue
1: for. You uh, have
3: to have that because he was so unequivocal in his oh, yeah. in his uh, is, yeah. insistence. That I Kavanaugh also expect with, with he's not going to want
1: to give Dr. Ford a national hearing to right. give her a national audience. To make her allegations, she doesn't
2: want a national audience. She wants this between. She stated she wants a closed door hearing. Actually, I think that's better, um, and there's not going to be the public invited into this hearing. That was with the tentative agreement. This is tentative no, I think I, think.
0: I think. they've already given on that is that it will be, It will be a public hearing.
2: Okay, because I was just reading. It was just yesterday, which is a a lifetime, I guess, in this type of story. So I think this morning, this
0: morning is that 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 there will be a public hearing, Mm -hmm. and then, of course, I think we can all predict that there will be disruptions between in the hearings. And again, there was the issue of she wanted to go. you know, a second, which makes no sense at all. I mean, right. if, if if the Republicans, if the Republicans are so weak that they fall on that, yeah. then uh, the, the hell with the Republicans. <laughs> right.
2: I mean, it is. so he's going to withdraw. Yeah. The weakness
1: you know, of it. I, again, I, my guess is, from from a lot of people's perspective, best thing is for him to withdraw
2: which is yeah, the um, the I yeah. think that there's another way that this can be handled um uh, but it takes an awful lot of guts and it takes a united republican front to the man and the woman and unfortunately with this crew that we have um I don't think they have it in them so it's unfortunate okay. very unfortunate and So
0: you're calling for the vote There's no one that's going to call for the vote before she testifies that's no, right. one's, no one's. no one's that's political suicide Right okay.
2: right absolutely So
0: bring her there And basically, uh, see how each of them perform. Well, a lot depends on the story that comes.
2: Right, I think the Ronan Farrow thing is a new wrinkle. Right, yeah,
3: Yeah. a
0: significant wrinkle. I think absolutely, yeah. And I think that there will be, I mean, it, 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 it's going to dominate news all week. I mean, it's going to take sort of the, the Rod Rosenstein. I mean, he could almost fire Rod R- Rosenstein this <laughs> week. But again, that's something I don't think you want to do no. before the election. Because when you fire Rod Rosenstein, I mean, the next question is, do you fire mm-hmm. Mueller? And, and I don't think the president, right. I think he wants to do that, but I don't think he's going to do that. Uh, you know, before the midterm, this, this
4: new wrinkle may overshadow Dr. Ford. I mean, what it sounds like already, it might.
0: Oh yes. It it no, may. I think it definitely. I mean, might.
4: just from what we've heard, just you know, it...
0: just I mean, I, I yes, you can uh, Yale. This the Yale is connection
4: is alone, hmm. the Yale connection, <laughs> and
0: uh, again, this this could make pubic hair on a Coke can <laughs> seem like a fairy tale. <laughs> I'm going back Ruth. shortly.
5: Everyone loves vacationing in Florida, so why not experience it as it was meant to be, where turquoise gulf waters meet tranquil island beaches. Feel the powder-soft sand between your toes. Revel in a glorious island sunset. Shop the boutiques of a seaside village. Ride horseback along tranquil waters. This is Bradenton, Anna Maria Island, Longboat Key. Real, authentic Florida, where you can discover an intimate downtown and sip cappuccino at a sidewalk cafe. Catch fresh fish for dinner. Even tour a working winery. Just minutes from all the rest Florida has to offer. Bradenton, Anna Maria Island, Longboat Key. Plan your visit online at BradentonGulfIslands.com. That's BradentonGulfIslands.com. (laughs) <laughs>
0: Bruce my back uh, in case you've just tuned in we're getting breaking reports about a second woman who's now uh, stepped forward uh, and spoken to uh, Ronan Farrell and Jane Meyer uh, making an allegation against Brett Kavanaugh we've been breaking this as it comes in, and uh, Michael Bauer we have we now are able to identify the the alleged uh, accuser of a second uh, incident involving Judge Kavanaugh, go ahead.
1: Ronan Farrow and Jane Meyer are writing in The New Yorker. The woman at the center of the story, Deborah Ramirez, who is 53, attended Yale with Kavanaugh, where she studied sociology and psychology. Later, she spent years working for an organization that supports victims of domestic violence. The New Yorker contacted Ramirez after learning of her possible involvement in an incident involving Kavanaugh. The allegation was conveyed to Democratic senators by a civil rights lawyer. For Ramirez, the sudden attention has been unwelcome and prompted difficult choices. She was the first hesitant to speak publicly, partly because her memories contained gaps because she had been drinking time the alleged incident. In her initial conversations with the New Yorker, Ms. Ramirez was reluctant to characterize Kavanaugh's role in the alleged incident with certainty. After six days of carefully assessing her memories and consulting with her attorney, Ramirez said that she felt confident enough of her recollections to say that she remembers Kavanaugh had exposed himself at a drunken dorm party, thrust his penis in her face, and caused her to touch it without her consent as she pushed him away. Ramirez is now calling for the FBI to investigate Kavanaugh's
4: role in the incident.
0: Now, Judge Kavanaugh has already responded. Brian Lambert, uh, it looks you had like, that.
4: looks like it right here. uh well, let me scroll back over here because I'm moving around. Uh, quote, this alleged event from 35 years ago did not happen. The people who knew me then know this did not happen and have said so. This is a smear, plain and simple. I look forward to testifying on Thursday about the truth and defending my good name and the reputation for character and integrity. This is interesting. I have spent a lifetime building against these last-minute allegations. And there's more specifics over here, too, which, which makes it different. I scroll down. Uh, because you've got a location here. Uh, Ramirez said that when they were freshmen at Yale, her and Kavanaugh, she was invited by a friend on the women's soccer team to a dorm room party. Recall the party took place in a uh, in a suite at Lawrence Hall in the part of Yale known as Old Campus. Uh, a small group of students were playing a drinking game together. Quote, we were sitting in a circle, people who would uh, pick to drink. Ramirez was chosen repeatedly and quickly became inebriated. At one point, she said, I get the best parts to read. A male student pointed a gag plastic penis in her direction. Later, she said she was on the floor, foggy and slurring her words as that male student and another stood nearby. And this is in the New Yorker. A third male student uh, exposed himself to her, and she remembered, then she goes on to what you were saying over there. Uh, I quote, I knew that's not what I wanted, even in that state of mind.
0: All right, Jennifer, Jennifer, (laughs) I I want you to respond to this, but I want to put it in context. Let's say that none of this is true. It's already out there. We've put it out here on this program. We've put it out. It's it's out on Twitter. It's gonna be out in the New York uh New Yorker. I'm sure it's it's all on the cable show. It's associated with Ronan uh Farrell. I mean, is is there any way that Brett Kavanaugh is gonna make it through the week?
2: The fact that he's issuing a denial. Of this right away, and he looks forward to clearing his name, makes me pause and think that perhaps he has is going to stick it out for a while longer. So, does he make it through the end you of the week? His defense. Yes. I want to be clear. About I that. think that um, he will last through the week. As to what happens, I fully expect there will be more people coming forward. Mm. And I just have to say, what we have here is a, a drunken party admitting she was drunk. So now it took her six days to put piece her memories together, and she was so inebriated she passed out, And but then she remembers these other incidents. Drunken party at a frat house, where does that happen? Like a million yeah. times every year. It's very difficult. Again, this is such a... A difficult situation, but I find it ironic that the party that ignores Juanita Broderick and Paula Jones and lambasts women saying you can drag a $100 bill through a trailer park and you'll pick up a bunch of people who want to say bad things about Bill Clinton's sexual habits, that party is going on and on about a 17- and an 18-year-old boy at that time having a drunken party. This is ridiculous.
0: Jennifer, I, I totally agree with you that this is a double standard. Huh. But going back to the beginning of the broadcast, this is a moment in our time. This is a this is a cultural period in in America where allegations that are made by women are they're given more credence than maybe they deserve. But the point is that's the reality we're in. And now you have you have a PhD psychologist from California and you have a New York Hispanic, the common denominator is they're both in their fifties. And I'll tell you what I think the audience here, the, the audience for this, if if it's true or if it's totally orchestrated, the audience for this is Susan Collins and Nancy Murkowski. This Lisa is Murkowski. Lisa Murkowski. This is about flipping two. Republican senators, and throw Jeff Flake in there, that's what this is about.
2: Oh, there's no there's they, no question. They
0: will be moved by this story. Except. Except. Except
3: perhaps now, if, if Donald Trump deci- decides to throw down the gauntlet and say, look, this Me Too thing has gone too far, uh, we, we need to take a stand right now, and this is a good place to do it, uh, all of these unfounded allegations are, are floating around. We need to be... Resolute in our uh, in our resistance to these kinds of uh, tarnishing, just 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 mindless tarnishing. But then I the think
0: people. it becomes a male a, a male versus female thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But, but I but, think but, but the Republicans like lose that. I think I think if this turns into a gender thing. I think the Republicans lose that battle. But
2: if the Republicans had any brains at all, which I don't think that most of the time they do, they would say, then what in the heck is Keith Ellison doing running around Minnesota, and why is he still in office when he's got the same and worse allegations made with corroboration against him? By the way,
1: point well taken. Why is Keith Ellison still vice chair of the Democratic National
5: Committee? Because he's
1: a Democrat. No, no, no. This is something that I have spoken out, that I have that I posted on Facebook about. It is absolutely outrageous that he's still uh, the vice chair of the DNC, that he is still the democratic candidate mm-hmm. for attorney general in, in Minnesota. But you know, I,
3: I, everyone, all of us, I think, are are a bit um uneasy about the way this this thing has been so unbalanced about this me too thing. And so I think that this would be a perhaps uh, an opportunity that the Republicans see that well,
0: maybe we can maybe we can shift the the, the balance. I agree, okay. uh, but I, I, agree I don't, I don't, you don't think you could. I don't think you can compare uh, Keith Ellison uh, and the Attorney General's position in Minnesota. I don't think you can compare that with a life p- appointment to the U.S. No, Supreme Court. But if they I claim, mean it's, it's, but,
2: if, but if Democrats claim to care about all women. And they claim to take all of these things seriously. It's BS. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. That's hypocrisy... why it's bipartisan.
3: It's a bipartisan. Yes, history. and that is, Uneasiness, and I agree with
2: you, you that know? it's an opening, the perfect opening for Trump. Maybe the Republicans will be too scared to do it. Mm-hmm. But I can see Trump saying, "This is the hell I'm going to die on," mm-hmm. and you know, the I'm going
0: to have you. Is the, the, the late night comics, the late night comics are going to have a field day. On this particular issue, right. especially the details that we've revealed on this program this evening, you put them all together, you're going to have a field day Monday through all next week.
1: And no, the, no, you won't. You know what's going to happen after the late night comics get a hold of this Monday night. My bet is Judge Kavanaugh withdraws his nomination for the Supreme Court on Tuesday. That's by the, the end of Tuesday. By the end of come. Tuesday. Yep. He, he, he's done with this confirmation process.
4: Something specific about the details that I noticed. As, as we were both reading and going through this, everything that this story, and I still think that Ramirez needs to be heard out and she still should have a, have a say in this. And I think it's important that it comes out. But I noticed that this story has all of the specifics that we were talking about in the first hour that weren't Convenient. there for Dr. Ford. Yes. Well, it almost seems like somebody learned from that and then yes. went and Bingo. put something together. I don't know. I don't want to put <laughs> anything like that. But it just it's very, no. very well detailed and laid out. Right. You're right. It's as if someone learned lessons from the last week and said, okay, this isn't going to work. Let's try to move on to something else. Yes. And it still may be legitimate. We're talking about college. I, I'm an Uber driver in the city of Chicago. Last time the Blackhawks won, I had a girl run with no shirt on and smash her breasts into my face uh, at least once. Did um, you file a police report? Perhaps, more. No, I did more. not. She was drunk, and I was not offended. Uh, I mean, I didn't consent to it until it was there. But my, my <laughs> So point, you're not
0: offended by that? Okay. No,
4: no. but my, my point is, is I'm not justified these kind of actions i'm just saying these do random things uh do happen and i remember my own incidences and i'm i was 38 when this happened
0: we're going to take a call bob listening to us at kboi (laughs) in meridian idaho go ahead hi hi go ahead boy this is sad yes it is you're you guys are
6: all laughing about this and thinking it's a joke Mm. you're tearing our country apart People are tearing our country apart, and you're going to end up in a civil war. The Democrats have decided that they're social Democrats, and we're going to destroy the Constitution. There's no proof. There's no – the uh, accused is proven – is innocent until proven guilty, and we're going to just railroad people out of life, and – destroy their lives based on unfounded allegations, and disgusting.
0: But, Bob, let me just ask you, because you've been waiting on the line a long time, there is now a new report that's come out that has specificity involving another woman. Yeah. But, again, are are, are we supposed to totally ignore that?
6: So I I think by Wednesday we'll have an accusation of...
0: Actual rape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you might be You might be uh, you, right. You Bill, might be right. Clinton,
6: Bill Clinton was uh, uh, accused by multiple people. This is yes. totally political. When Bill Clinton was accused of rape with... Uh, people verifying that Anita Broderick... Right,
11: right.
3: Uh,
6: uh, Anita Broderick's account.
0: Right, right, Different time. But different different time. It's a, Bob, no I that acknowledge time. that. I totally acknowledge it. It's a double standard, but we're in a different time. factually.
7: Are you headed to Los Angeles looking for the ideal place for you and your family to relax and enjoy yourselves? A place that combines a four-diamond hotel experience with a convenient location? It's the Hilton Los Angeles Universal City. Just steps away from Universal Studios Hollywood, CityWalk, and NBC Studios. Just a short ride to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, TCL Chinese Theater, Warner Brothers, and other popular attractions. Enjoy spacious rooms offering breathtaking views and a world-class Las Vegas-style seafood and prime rib buffet every weekend and holidays. Share family fun and enjoy the oasis of the palm tree-lined pool and whirlpool. Relax in your own private poolside cabana with a cocktail or snack at your fingertips. Book your reservation today at HiltonUniversal.com or call 1-800-774-1500. The Hilton Los Angeles Universal City at HiltonUniversal.com. They let you be the star in Hollywood.
0: Bruce Dumont uh, back shortly. And let's go to Bonnie listening to us in Crown Point, Indiana on the Internet. Go ahead, Bonnie.
6: Hello there. I've got three words for you, Bruce. Yes. Amy Coney Barrett.
9: Amy Coney Barrett. Okay.
6: She's the one who who, who uh, Kavanaugh just beat out for the nomination. Yep. And she's number two. And I'd like to see them go after her and see what happens.
0: Well, she was uh, she was viewed as the front runner for a while, but there were some Republicans and people in the White House. Who thought that she would be very controversial because she's, I guess, a little more, to, more uh, maybe hard right on some issues than Judge Kavanaugh. So again, if the backup position is going to someone, they might be going to someone who would be a tough, uh, you know, uh, confirmation person. But I think you were on the show, Michael. Didn't you predict
1: that she was going yeah. to be the? I thought person? she was going to be the nominee. Yeah. Mm.
0: Does this increase and, her uh, likelihood of uh, that Absolutely.
1: Happens? I think. I think. Uh, I think if Kavanaugh withdraws. Trump will instantly come up with a new nominee, and it'll be a woman.
2: Well, and that's going to be an interesting thing if that happens because what the main um, drumbeat against her was is that she was a religious extremist. It wasn't just her positions oh, because yeah, right. no. she, which, again, she, she's Catholic, so you got to be very careful about that. She belongs to a very um, conservative sect of Catholicism. So if she's to get nominated and she takes the stage, are we going to see um, opposition to her from the Democrats yes. based on religion? Yes. Well, wow, then they're really two for two then because they're going to come out against, if this happens, against a religious woman, and that's not going to go over real well with a, a large group of people. And then the previous one, Brent Kavanaugh, was against, was involved with the he said, she said. Mm-hmm. It would not be a good spectacle. No, I agree. Number. I, agree. I think Susan
1: that, Collins...
0: I, th- I think they'd have to move that pretty fast, though. Yeah, they'd but, have to move it very yeah. fast.
1: And, and how does yeah. that play for the midterms if they come out against a Catholic woman because of right. her religion?
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yeah. either Mitch McConnell's going to fast-track her if she gets in, or the Senate, we're, we're going to keep the Senate. There's a possibility, you know, the Republicans keep the Senate. Yes. So then Trump will just probably put... Probably will he wants up, and you. then we're going to go from there.
0: This might, so. have actually, this might actually improve, <laughs> the change. Go, going back to yes. the point we discussed in the last segment. By the way, uh, uh, for those who are watching the show on the Internet, uh, this is Deborah Ramirez. This is the woman uh, who has made the allegation that uh, we brought a couple of uh, minutes ago on this program uh this is a a, a student allegedly a student at Yale University with uh, Brett Kavanaugh as a young man and uh, she alleges uh that he uh flashed her with his penis uh and uh there's already been a denial of that, but this is, uh, this is the woman that at the moment is, she's sort of replaced Dr. Ford as being in the forefront of these allegations. And again, I think realistically now, and again, we, this, this, this thing has been evolving as we've been on the air tonight, as you obviously have been following, but we began by talking about the preparation for Thursday's hearing with uh, Judge Kavanaugh and Dr. Ford, Is he he going to make
4: it to it? Mm. Well,
0: the question is, does he make it to it? But it seems to me that it it really – there will not be a hearing on Thursday because I don't think the the latest allegations with Deborah Ramirez, basically now then she's going to need her date. So Mm. is her lawyer going to say, well, I want her there too? I don't think the Republicans are going to say we're going to have two women making accusations. There's no way – I don't believe there's any way now that the Republicans uh on the judiciary committee are going to be able to have a vote, have a hearing without some further investigation because in the case of Ramirez there is some specific specificity that we now know of where we didn't have specificity with uh Dr. Ford. So she becomes a she becomes the the, the hotter of the two accusers and that is that is not going to happen before Thursday and I don't think that's going to happen I don't think Republicans are going to let a vote take place on Judge Kavanaugh with these two issues pending and I would predict that Judge Kavanaugh will withdraw his yeah. nomination yeah. That, does anybody yeah. disagree with that
3: well, I think that's yeah. pretty no. accurate
4: but it's looking
0: yeah. like yeah. It Jennifer really I know right. this really bothers you uh. but do you see it differently than than I've stated it.
2: No, actually, I don't. And, um... It's, it's it's really, um, there's been a lot of hard pills to swallow since Trump got into office, and this is really one of the biggest ones for but me. But don't you
3: think it's, it's it's justice in a way, because of the way they, they, they treated uh, Obama's nomination? No, no, I don't. Merrick Garland? Oh. No, no, I absolutely do not,
2: any... because there was a precedent for that, in that it was a president leaving. We had Democrats saying that this, this had happened before, that we couldn't have a Supreme Court justice come in with an outgoing president. And uh, Merrick Garland, and say what you will about him. Um, I'm sure he was a fine man. He was not dragged through the absolute mud. And this is uh, has far-reaching consequences, and it is really... Um Really, a disgusting. Spectacle. He wasn't directed. Merrick the mud because Garland he didn't wasn't even
1: given be. any. Wasn't even a, a given the, the courtesy exactly. of having appointments. That doesn't. With a that doesn't. But but
0: that folks, doesn't is, even this excuse is, this. This, is, this is
1: apples and oranges. Yeah, of course. I
2: but mean, it's, it's, it's apples and oranges. I but this mean, is the system we're in right now. It, the politics it's a path.
0: Make all fruit the same. Yeah,
3: yeah. but
2: this, there's <laughs> no justification for what's going on here. Any
0: final word? We've got a minute left. Any final word? I mean, we began this program. With, with one story, and this story has changed in the last two hours of this broadcast.
1: Right.
0: Your, your yeah, assessment uh, okay. of what my, my of assessment? What, we've, what we've
1: experienced just on this show tonight. This is going to get a lot uglier over the next two years. Yes. This I, is going to get a lot uglier, and our politics are to become, if we think they're tribal now— we haven't seen anything yet. No,
2: and I would like to remind this audience that when Elena Kagan and Sonia Sotomayor were up for a vote, many Republicans voted for them. They didn't go through this. They didn't drum their heels and throw a tantrum. Elections have consequences. Those were Obama's picks, and this is Trump's pick, and they should deal with it like ladies and gentlemen.
3: Well, no, no we're in, we're in an, um, uh, an, an amazing cultural moment. And we've seen some of the trauma, the social trauma, caused by that, by that uh, cultural shift that we're in.
4: Brian, last word to you. I think that in this instance it's, it's highlighting a lot of things, but I do hope that uh, in the end people will learn from it, that you know, women around the country that are looking at this will maybe feel better to speak out on behalf of things. You know, le- legitimate issues that they have, regardless of what these are, I think that they'll come forward. I think more people can handle things on their own personal level. Ladies and gentlemen, this has
0: been one of the most remarkable shows we've had in a long, long time. It began with one story, actually a big story. And that story has completely changed in the evolution of this broadcast this evening. So I want to thank our guests for being with us. I want to thank Fritz Goldman and also Chris Wick and Dan Dorfman for their assistance in the production of this program. We've got a lot more to talk about next week. Until then, I'm Bruce Dumont. Good night from
10: Chicago. If you look hard enough, go off the beaten track far enough, you'll find an America teeming with the unusual, the odd, the downright strange. I'm Will Klinger, and I'm your guide on a package tour we like to call Wild Travels. Join us on our weekly road trip to see America's most offbeat and unusual attractions. Wild Travels, available on your local PBS station. Or it darn
11: well should be. Live Live from Chicago, Chicago. it's Saturday Night Night Live the experience for the first time ever get an inside look at the making of snl critics nationwide are raving over 500 artifacts direct from the show be a part of wayne's weekend update and so much more experience all it takes to put the show together now at the museum of broadcast communications at 360 north state street in chicago for tickets visit museum.tv
5: Everyone loves vacationing in Florida, so why not experience it as it was meant to be, where turquoise gulf waters meet tranquil island beaches. Feel the powder-soft sand between your toes. Revel in a glorious island sunset. Shop the boutiques of a seaside village. Ride horseback along tranquil waters. This is Bradenton, Anna Maria Island, Longboat Key. Real, authentic Florida, where you can discover an intimate downtown and sip cappuccino at a sidewalk cafe, catch fresh fish for dinner, even tour a working winery. Just minutes from all the rest Florida has to offer. Bradenton, Anna Maria Island, Longboat Key. Plan your visit online at BradentonGulfIslands.com. That's BradentonGolfIslands.com.
7: Are you headed to Los Angeles looking for the ideal place for you and your family to relax and enjoy yourselves? A place that combines a four-diamond hotel experience with a convenient location? It's the Hilton Los Angeles Universal City. Just steps away from Universal Studios Hollywood, CityWalk, and NBC Studios. Just a short ride to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, TCL Chinese Theater, Warner Brothers, and other popular attractions. Enjoy spacious rooms offering breathtaking views and a world-class Las Vegas-style seafood and prime rib buffet every weekend and holidays. Share family fun and enjoy the oasis of the palm tree-lined pool and whirlpool. Relax in your own private poolside cabana with a cocktail or snack at your fingertips. Book your reservation today at HiltonUniversal.com or call 1-800-774-1500. The Hilton Los Angeles Universal City at HiltonUniversal.com. They let you be the star in Hollywood.